The following podcast is brought to you by the Creative Arts Curriculum Team from Curriculum Secondary Learners, Curriculum and Reform Directorate of the New South Wales Department of Education. The Creative Arts Curriculum Team acknowledges the traditional custodians from here on Darug Country and from all the lands on which you are listening today. We respect the Elders past, present and emerging as we share our creative arts education stories. podcast of the New South Wales Department of Education's Creative Arts Curriculum Team. My name is Helen Yip and I'm a Creative Arts Curriculum Officer with the Department of Education. Today's topic of discussion is Unlocked with a focus on unlocking students' practice in visual arts. Today we are joined by Louise Halpin from the Art Gallery of New South Wales who is the Senior Program Producer for Learning and the Curator of the Art Express 2022 exhibition which is currently showing at the Gallery. Louise will be sharing some of her expertise regarding how visual arts teachers can use the exhibition as a learning tool to unlock students' own art-making practice. Hi Louise, thank you for joining us today. Hi Helen, thank you so much for having me. Firstly, can you tell us about yourself and your background in art education? Sure. I think I was in about year 10 when I decided that I was going to be an art teacher. I had a great relationship with my own art teachers and I loved art, but I also wanted to teach as well. So I went through Newcastle University and did drawing and sculpture. So they were my majors, but I loved art history and went through all of those great experiences. I was a visual arts classroom teacher for about 15 years in the Department of Education and really diverse settings across New South Wales, regional New South Wales, and loved it. I decided to do a Master of Arts in Museum Education in around 2005 at the University of Sydney and that's when I began my role at the Art Gallery of New South Wales and at the same time I was working at Sculpture by the Sea as an education manager there. So again, my sculpture experience and love came through again and I've been at the gallery coming up to about 12 or 13 years now. So looking at different programs, open gallery, art pathways, working with schools across New South Wales, uh, a really a lovely focus on Western Sydney schools and supporting them through specific programming. And then Art Express as well. So 2022 is my fourth opportunity to curate Art Express and it's such a, a, a joy. I'm, I'm very, very thankful and really, really enjoy it. Great. Thank you for sharing your background and experiences with us, Louise. In the virtual teacher salon that you recently hosted, you spoke to teachers about the importance of highlighting student voice and resilience through the Art Express 2022 exhibition. Could you please outline your aims as a curator of this exhibition? Sure. Well, the overall mission for the Art Gallery is to engage the widest possible audience as a forum for scholarship, art education and the exchange of ideas. And that's across the gallery, not just in our learning department. And we think Art Express sits so beautifully within that mission. The aim of the exhibition is to showcase New South Wales visual arts education, which includes quality teaching and and the rigorous visual arts syllabus, really highlighting and, and celebrating that. But I think what's also really important, particularly to our our general audience, is that authentic student voice in the gallery and and alongside contemporary artists, alongside our collection. So really making sure that 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 diverse voice is front and centre in the space. 
Students are in tune with social and personal matters and have an ability to understand their world in a unique way. And I think people are really interested in finding out more about that. As I said, it's an opportunity for our general audience to see the world through their eyes. And the exhibition, I think, highlights their confidence, their experimentation, the resolving ideas and that depth of thinking. And again, the diversity of voices representing schools across New South Wales. I think people love, you know, there's something about tapping into that teenage, uh, <laughs> that teenage mind and trying to, to re- reconnect with your own youth and your own experiences. So I think it is a joy. It's one of our most popular exhibitions, not just with school groups, but with the general public. And, and people are really interested to see what happens each year. So it's, it's fantastic for us. Thank you for giving us that insight into how you've highlighted the authentic and powerful voices of students through this exhibition. Having taught Year 12 Visual Arts last year myself, it's fantastic to recognise and see the accomplishments and the resilience of both students and teachers across New South Wales. So that brings me to my next question. How did the curatorial themes for this year's exhibition come about? And can you provide an example of how teachers could use one of these themes to activate an area of syllabus content for students? Fantastic. Great question. It's interesting because the exhibition, we always say there's no preconceived theme when we go in. It's more important for us to exhibit the creativity, complexity, and as I said, that diversity of artworks art making, created for the making component of the HSC examination. So it's really important to see what's out there before we come up with an idea or a theme. But in saying that, there are themes and connections that do seem to come through each year. I think environmental concerns, particularly for this generation, it's so important and it's, it's fantastic to see ex- students exploring those themes in really different ways. Bushfires, I think the last two years were a huge source of inspiration and students really exploring those ideas and interests there. The exploration of identity and place, I think, is something that many artists uh, use in their own practice. But I think for this age, it's, it's you're, you are really trying to find out who you are, where you fit in the world. And that's a, a theme that, that comes up again and again. Personal challenges, that's always, I think, really brave for students to look into their own experience with their family, with themselves, you know, medical conditions, things that they're really exploring that are very personal and very challenging. And it's to, to use that in a creative way or to, to um, work through some of those ideas and, and share that with, with an audience is a privilege for us to be able to see that. And again, political themes, it's great to see students getting out there and, and being a bit bolshy and really looking at what's happening in their world and how they can hopefully have an impact in some way. As I said, even though we've probably seen a lot of these themes, what's always interesting is it's the student's individual and unique approach to that idea. So I guess a great piece of advice is you don't have to come up with something completely brand new that has never been done before because that's really hard. It's always interesting to have your own take on, on that idea or your own feeling about what that what that means to you and, and again, that authentic kind of connection with, with those ideas is really important. As you said, both 2021 and 22 were such um, challenging years, interruptions. I think that was really interesting about this year, how students, and this, this year particularly had the two years of disruption. So I was really interested to see students directly reflecting their experience of COVID. Caitlin Matata has stopped the spread, so she's crocheted COVID for us, which is using humour as well, which is lovely to see. Um, but also, yeah, students really affected by isolation and that lack of human connection and having to kind of work in that way, I think, is really challenging and that's come through. But in terms of a, a particular theme that I think would be really interesting to explore is the mundane. I really loved seeing students really dive in deeply to the, those 
you know, things that we all <laughs> related to, like catching the bus with some random person that you <laughs> don't really know, but, you know, unpacking that whole idea of using sound, using sculpture, found objects. Edward Parsons' work, The Commute, is such a fantastic example of that. Jared Barrios from Mossman High Takeaway, he's done a beautiful series of work. He's capturing uh, everyday moments from his uh, family cafe. So he was working at a, as a barista. So his work has actually got coffee in the, in the drawing materials. He's got coffee cups, you know, found objects. In the, it's a collection of work. And I think that, that for me that was really wonderful, that, that every day getting that coffee, having that small human connection was a wonderful way to get through. So he's really thinking about his audience. And I loved Amelia Medbury's from Blaney High School perspective as of a negative space with the washing machine. She's, she's really exploring some challenging ideas. There's quite a number of kitchen sinks, I must say, in this, in this year's exhibition. And we've seen interiors before. We've seen, you know, lots of students exploring their, their bedroom and going crazy with the pressures of the HSC. But I think this year in particular, I've loved seeing that humour, but also really quite deep exploration of, of that mundane. So I think that would be a great topic to explore, you know. Pick the most boring day that you can possibly imagine and do a time-based um, <laughs> work on that. But, yeah, really deep, dig down and actually looking at other artists who explore some of those, I think, of those themes I think would be a great kickstart into different ideas and, and different art making for your students. Thanks, Louise. Uh, thanks for providing us with such um, exciting uh, and relevant and accessible strategies for engaging our students with all areas of the syllabus content. That relationship between the artists and the world within that conceptual framework has really come through in this exhibition. And of course, students have definitely shown that consideration of their audience and how they can communicate their intentions through their artwork. There's certainly perspectives from the cultural frame, the subjective frame, and even the postmodern frame coming through with that use of humour, the found object, everyday life, and that really personal significance of these objects and events and interiors and experiences for the students that, of course, we as the audience can all connect with having all gone through COVID. Um, so thank you for highlighting those. There's so many ideas, issues and art-making approaches that students can connect with through this exhibition. And I'm sure that teachers will find the themes of this exhibition a really useful starting point for meaningful conversations with their students, whether that's during the exhibition visit or, or within their own classrooms. So in relation to this, as a principal venue for Art Express, your gallery offers valuable opportunities for teachers and students to engage and connect with a diversity of approaches and expressive forms in art making. How can teachers use the exhibition as a learning tool to unlock and activate students' own practice, particularly in preparing students for the HSC body of work? And I'm really interested in how you showcase the diversity and innovation within the practices of different expressive forms, and importantly, the process of how works come into being through exhibiting samples from students' visual arts process diaries. Fantastic. It's a great question. Thank you for, um, for asking it. As I said, it, the exhibition is a key part of our exhibition program over the year. So we do think about our general audience, but we all know it is a fantastic teaching resource as well. We do work very closely with NESA and the, and the Department of Education and the Arts Unit to pull the exhibition together, and that's a great relationship and partnership. So we do understand that one of our key audiences is teachers in, in New South Wales and students in particular. So as you said, we do make sure we have all 12 expressive forms. That's really important, again, I think it reflects contemporary practice, but it's also giving students an opportunity to be able to tap into an area that they're really passionate about or, or something that they feel very confident in. And seeing examples within each form, I think, is, is really important. 
but also diversity of practice within each form is really important for us as well. So whether that's innovative practice, but also traditional or more established approaches to, you know, drawing, painting, whatever that, that expressive form is. Drawing in particular is a great example because we do, as I said, we've got Gerard's using coffee grind, so really experimental ways of drawing, but also those realistic drawings that I think students will always do. There's no way getting around that, but then showing that breadth of approaches and diversity, I think, just, just so there's something in that exhibition that students can understand and feel that they could achieve, that there's something that that's accessible for them as well. Tips, I guess, too, with looking at the exhibition. So you're looking at the bodies of work, but we always say if there's a work in the exhibition that you really connect with, that you really love, great idea is to go to the influencing artists if they're there. We're really trying to show that these students have got their ideas and their um, inspiration from other artists. So maybe go back to those artists and that's where you start your journey. So rather than just using the student work, really think about where they got their ideas or if there's other artists that you can see for yourself that you think that this student's referencing. Go back to that original source and and really see because that will give you your own voice and your own journey through there. Find your own direction. We do have a huge database that goes back to 2005 on our website. So you can look up, again, if you find an artwork that you really love and connect with, there should be some influencing artists that you can go to and, yeah, as I said, really make those connections because it, chances are your ideas or your approach will be similar, but then you'll take it to your own direction. And look at art too. So when you're coming into Art Express, fantastic to come and see Art Express, but also come if you can see Matisse or if you go to the old courts and see the collection really looking at art. Art Express will be inspiring and it will give you some great ideas, but don't miss the opportunity to, to look at other art. So it's almost like you're, you're a sponge. Have a look around at what else is happening and what else is around on that day. Um, be, as I said, be open-minded because you never, you never know when you're going to be inspired. The other thing that we do say to students is, you know, Pinterest and Instagram are great. We all use it. I, I do use it a lot, but make sure it's balanced with exhibitions, local artists, regional art centres, you know, looking at art. I think there's nothing more enriching because art comes alive when you're in front of it or when you're looking at it. It's not filtered through someone else's ideas. It, it's, you know, it's your, your own eyes that, you, that you're looking at that I think is really important. And as you said, process and practice is, is really key for us. And we've had the visual arts diaries on uh, as part of the exhibition for a long time. And I think that really, as you're saying, it's unlocking and it's demystifying Art Express a little bit. Everyone sort of has a bit of a perception of what Art Express is and these beautiful works arrive in this pristine white cube and that's it. No blood, sweat and tears have, have gone into it. So by showing the diaries, it demonstrates that development of ideas. It demonstrates practice and I think they're a window into how each work in the exhibition came into being and you can kind of see connections and see images of, of the final work. You're looking at the material there as an artist experiments within the process of making it. It helps to understand their work and it also gives us a deeper insight into the artists themselves. And it's great to see these students making mistakes and changing their mind. It's lovely getting a diary. Then they've got a post-it note and they say, don't look at this bit. This is when my body of work actually started. But I, I'd like to look at the whole thing because there is, there's always connections and, and you can see how the work's changed and the, student, the journey of the student's gone on. I think that's fantastic. And again, it makes it accessible. So it's not this thing that, that, that I'm not part of. So coming into the Art Express, you can see that this is achievable. I can, there's a work here that I really connect with that I can understand and I can see how the students gotten to this point, what they've gone through. And, and for me, that's something I, I'm, I'm very confident. I can go away feeling confident and, and feeling empowered that, that I can start my own, my own journey that way. 
Thanks, Louise. As visual arts teachers, we have such an important role in supporting our students to develop their awareness, understanding and processes that are going to equip them to see themselves as artists in their own right and be confident in developing and owning their choices and actions as artists in both their conceptual and material practice. Contextualising the works in Art Express, as you've explained, as well as previous bodies of work and the works of other artists across art history and contemporary practice by emphasising the importance of the process that led to the successful resolution of these artworks is really significant. So thank you for pointing that out. In your virtual teacher salon, you also highlighted how works sing when there is cohesion between a student's conceptual and material practice, including the way in which they curate and present their work to audiences. Did you have any advice for teachers and students who wish to develop and apply aspects of good curatorial practice? That's another fantastic question. And this is probably the hardest thing, I think, for the students to kind of get their head around. In terms of good curatorial practice, curator is the, the Latin cure or care, cura or care for a collection. So I guess Art Express isn't necessarily a collection, but it's, it's bodies of work that we care for, that we treat with the same professionalism and respect for the same people that install Art Express installed Matisse Alive and conservation are very much a part of, of that team. So we do care for these works, but I think the, the idea of curiosity, that so cura is also linked to curiosity when you're talking about cur- being a curator. So I think for me, it's the responsibility to, to a curious audience is what really drives my curatorial practice and the approach that we take here at the gallery. Curators make decisions about which works of art should be displayed and how they should be seen and experienced by an audience. So I think that's kind of where we're coming from in terms of selections. And that's the really interesting part. So again, as I said, we go in with an open mind. We're not sort of going in there thinking, okay, I'm going to get 10 works that are going to do this. It's completely what this year is going to bring. And I think that keeps it fresh and exciting for our audience. When I'm selecting or when we're selecting the bodies of work, you're actually interpreting those works. So I guess that's the same with marking or when when you're looking at those works as well. You're looking at the conceptual practice, so the ideas and the intentions that the students have created, but as also the material practice. So the skills, the techniques and the methodology that they're using. And really thinking about how those two things combine and, and whichever you start with, whichever you go to, you're always going backwards and forwards with that. And I think that's, as I said, when they sing that, you're hitting that really sweet spot where you, your um, material practice and your conceptual practice are all coming together. And that's for all artists. I think it's not just your body of work. I think that's when you make those connections because there's something that's happening with, with that visual language that's really connecting with you. In with selections, when we're deciding which works are are we going to include, we're analysing the qualities of the works and then making a judgement from that. So we're really looking at what's in front of us and thinking about those works. I only see the body of work itself and the title. I know there's been a few different approaches over the last two years with COVID in terms of, of, you know, submission and selection, but really important that I I, I really focus on, on the body of work itself and that clear, strong visual message, I think, is what we're always looking for. And again, that's that material practice and conceptual practice connection. I think it's really important to capture an audience, but then the idea is to really engage and hold that attention. And that's a tricky thing to do. What you're, what you're wanting to do is really allow the audience to unpack those layers of meaning. And, the, you know, if there's a relationship with other, other artists that you're looking at, the, the signs and the symbols that you're using. So really trying to get to that next, it's not just a quick impact, it's, it's trying to keep that engagement, I think, is really important. And that's all about editing as well. So when you're curating your own body of work, again, you're thinking about that audience, that conceptual framework. 
and what you're saying to that audience. Again, the material and conceptual properties that you're using. Another thing is artists don't do anything without a reason. Every decision that they make is for a purpose. So again, every material uh, that you're choosing, you're thinking about your idea and you're thinking about your concept. Every choice and every decision you make has to relate back to what you're doing and why you're doing it. Why are you using this particular expressive form? Could my idea be conveyed in a, as a time-based work or, or is it a drawing or is it a sculpture? You know, really thinking about well, what, questioning yourself and trying to understand, well, why am I doing it this way? Is there a better way? Can I get my ideas uh, across? In, in a, is, is there a stronger way of doing it? Again, why, why this side, like scale too, you know, within, within the boundaries, but yeah. Is, could my work sing if it's, if it's larger or, or is what I'm saying uh, more aligned to a smaller scale, more intimate and a quieter work? All of those decisions, are you going backwards and forwards with, with those ideas? Am I adding more? Like do I need a time-based element? Do I need a book? You know, go back and be really critical and thinking about what you're trying to say, what, what is your concept and, and, and am I saying that clearly? And that's really hard. That's probably the hardest thing to, to decide because you're wanting to show all of this work that I've done over the, over the time that I've been doing this in year 12, I want to show the markers everything I've done. But it, it is important because it does, it takes away from the idea. If there's too much, then your audience is clouded and they're not seeing that clear visual message. But it's hard, I, I do know how tricky that is. Some of the ideas is, is that critical dialogue. So having that critical dialogue with yourself, but again, that's really challenging. But even setting up the art room with your classmates and talking together and, and showing people your work. And, and I know it's, it's hard hearing criticism, but it's really useful because it does help you push your work into a different idea or a different place. Connect with nearby schools and have, again, looking at the work, looking at it. Can you, can you actually read and understand what I'm trying to say? And I'd really love the idea to show friends and family who aren't necessarily art people and are, are they understand? Is that audience understanding your concept and thinking about the materials that you've used and, and, and seeing what you've achieved with that and really engaging with what, what, what you're saying? The other thing with, in terms of curatorial is that we consider is the, the space itself. I really love to make sure, again, which might be different to other exhibitions, but each body of work, I, we try and make sure that each student has their own space. There's always connections. You see lovely sight lines and I do that on purpose, <laughs> certainly, but then, it's, then it just happens serendipitously as well. But it's really important that each student has their own moment in the, in the gallery space and I think that's a really important thing to do. And as I said, we work very closely with the designers. Lighting is really important. So thinking about if it's a small, quiet work, how are we going to light that and make it, as I said, make it sing and make it really hopefully capture the student's intention. The installation crew, as I mentioned, and conservation as well. So selecting works that we know are you know, best practice in terms of, of how these works have been made and created and, and how they're going to work in the space overall. So there's a few, quite a lot of considerations, but yeah, it's all about that material and conceptual practice. That's, that's the key. Thank you, Louise, for sharing so much insight into your role as curator and all of your considerations. It's something that is so important for students to consider throughout the process of developing their body of work. And that's, you know, even from stage four, year seven, up until stage six, knowing your audience and connecting your intention with your material choices is so important. And asking that question, you know, does my work speak for itself is, is a really important question that sometimes my students have struggled with because it's hard to step out of that world that they've created uh, between themselves and the artwork. So it is really hard to see their work in, I guess, an objective sense. So as you said, um, it's so important for them to get peer feedback, teacher feedback, 
creating a community and space for other audiences to interpret the work and have those conversations and that, and that dialogue, that critical dialogue, so students can make some informed decisions and judgments about how they want to present their work and why. So thank you so much for highlighting and illuminating those considerations because um, you do get caught up in the process of making the work and especially the past two years with COVID, even just getting the work resolved to a, a certain level was a challenge, I think, for a lot of people. So thinking about that curatorial process and that curiosity and, and taking care of your work and that collection and how it reads as a collection is a really important consideration from the very beginning to keep part of that dialogue. So thank you, Louise. Thank you so much for your time today, uh, for sharing your curatorial insights and expertise and supporting teachers and students throughout the Art Express 2022 exhibition. It's fantastic to see and acknowledge the accomplishments and resilience of students and teachers across New South Wales given the challenges that we've all faced over the past two years. Pleasure. No, oh, it's been fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. And I just the thing about this exhibition, we want people, we want students to come in and be inspired and not discouraged and that quality is achievable with their own determination, experimentation and, and getting inspiration. But, you know, going, getting through the challenges of the last two years is huge. But to the teachers as well, I think it's, it's wonderful to get to this point, but we want to really celebrate what's been achieved over the last few years. So thank you so much for having me. It's been, um, it's been great. Thank you, Louise. Art Express will be on show at the Art Gallery of New South Wales until the 25th of April and the Bank Art Museum Maury from the 14th of April until the 25th of June. Art Express Virtual is a fantastic online resource hosted by the Arts Unit and available for students and teachers to view at any time. Thank you for tuning in to Creative Cast and we'll see you next time. This podcast was brought to you by the Creative Arts Curriculum Team of Curriculum Secondary Learners, Curriculum and Reform Directorate of the New South Wales Department of Education. Get involved in the conversation by joining our statewide staff room through the link in the show notes or email our Creative Arts Curriculum Advisor, Catherine Horvat at creativearts7-12 at det .nsw.edu.au The music for this podcast was composed by Jack Ryan from Molong Central School.